Hey guys, welcome to the J Squared Horror Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Jake. And on today's episode, we are going to be going over... 1978's Halloween, directed by John Carpenter. Oh my goodness. Am I excited. I'm sure you are. This is my favorite horror movie <laughs> of all time. It is a great movie. It's one of the movies that gets a lot of credit for helping to establish the slasher portion of horror. Yeah, it really gets a lot of the credit. Yeah. There were obviously movies before that. Obviously. But, yeah, it gets a lot of the credit. Multiple movies. But this yeah. is this is Josh's favorite horror movie of all time. This episode's all about you. All about me. And your week. fandom for Halloween. All about me and my fandom of Halloween. Are you excited? I am very excited. All right, well, let's get into it. I got a question for you to start off. But first. But first, before we do begin, do not forget to like and subscribe on YouTube. Pretty, pretty, please. Also, you can find us on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Also on Instagram, J Squared Horror Podcast. Link tree in the bio. New episodes every Thursday. Every single Thursday where we release Beautiful content for all you horror fans out there and everything in between. So, Jake, what was your question you had for me, bud? Well, now that you got the episode started off on the right foot here. Yes, sir. Um, question would be, why Halloween? Of all the horror movies out there, why Halloween? Um, Because <clears throat> Halloween is one of those movies that doesn't have to go so so above and beyond to make you interested. What do you mean? Alright, so Halloween did something that, in my opinion, no horror movie has done before or since its creation. Okay. Meaning that in Halloween 1978, because of multiple factors and John Carpenter being the director, I do believe, the low budget in this instance really works out in favor of the movie okay. versus it losing everything because of a low budget. You didn't need all the blood, as much sex, as much nudity, as much of a freaky mask, as much of a freaky weapon. Mm -hmm. It was very realistic for the boogeyman, which is very knotted at during this entire franchise in yeah. particular this movie the boogeyman works in the shadows he is basically just a, an entity mm -hmm. that can creep up on you and attack you so because of a lot of those reasons and the ability to do it so well with such a low budget this movie cannot be touched for me okay one of the aspects I always enjoyed about it is, one, no blood. There is, uh, other than the scrape on Laurie Strode's arm, when yeah. she gets yeah. grazed by the blade later Which on in the movie. Which was going to happen, but yeah. That's the only instance of red blood mm -hmm. throughout this entire film. So to me, it gave it like an artistic kind of feel. It to gave it me an well. Alfred Hitchcock vibe. Really? Okay. I mean, think about Psycho. When they did that shower scene it wasn't red blood mm. well it isn't black and white so yeah exactly yeah but you did a full color horror film mm -hmm. with minimal blood true so one of the most exciting things for halloween for me 
God, I hope this isn't like a five-hour-long episode. <laughs> so since uh, the podcast and since my super nerdness uh, of horror, I've really, really, I've tried to dive into like what the thought process was of making a film like Halloween. And, you know, there's simple things throughout this entire film where it's like, so, you know, the street view with the cars parked in the driveways, how there's like very few. Mm-hmm. I think it's like John Carpenter and Deborah Hill's like cars parked in the driveways because they could not afford to put multiple vehicles in multiple driveways in the shooting of this movie. So it gives you a very eerie feel, feel but not intentionally. Mm-hmm. It was unintentional just due to a low budget. I mean, I never thought about that. I just thought, well, they're in school, so the parents are at work. I mean, yeah, of Which course. could be. Yeah, you can yeah. easily dumb it down to, like, so many different... It's Halloween yeah. night. Parents are out. Yeah. Maybe parents are going out to party themselves. Maybe yeah. this, that, and the third. That's why they have so many babysitters. That's why they have so many this. You gotta have babysitters. But, like, it was $300,000... To make this movie. To make this movie. Hmm. And it made millions upon millions and I think other than like obviously like Saul mm-hmm. and like uh, paranormal activity, paranormal activity yeah. this was the one that stood the test of time of low budget mm-hmm. versus gross income okay. and like for this to be like yes John Carpenter has done so many amazing things I'm not saying like the thing is great and so many of his other movies yeah, are great I, I love. I know John you Carpenter. love you. You love what? John Carpenter. I know you're a big John Carpenter uh, yeah, fan. Yeah. But Halloween doesn't necessarily top your list. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, which no. is very interesting to me because, like, this is the movie for me personally. Okay. Like, I get it. Like, you've been into horror a little bit longer than me. Mm-hmm. You have an appreciation for the thing, yeah. right? The thing is unbelievably amazing, but the budget was so much higher. Yeah. So for me, as like this, like guy that like struggled to get into horror that like really needed a movie mm-hmm. that could bring him into the horror community yeah. not needing to be so terrified yeah. and yet like we just talked about to a bartender tonight michael myers still creates this eerie fear in people like just the just michael myers himself like our bartender tonight at the yeah. bar when we were preparing (laughs) for this episode told us she is still to this day a terrified of Michael Myers. It's just that fate, that blank expression mask. Yeah. It's the The fact that he doesn't talk just the mask and the way he moves. Yeah. That itself to me, one of the scenes that always stuck out to me was when they are over at the house where Lori's babysitting and they yeah. look across the street. Yeah. And he's just like standing in the driveway. Yeah. Him just he's not moving. Not moving. He's just standing there. That to be able to invoke horror and fear in something so small. Yeah. It's, it's pure it's very art. Impressive. It's pure art. It is, yeah. And wasn't it didn't you I think you told me or something we were watching. It was like when they looked across the street at Michael Myers, wasn't that Deborah Hill? Yeah. Like, they used multiple people. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so low-budgeted that not one stuntman or one actor or actress 
played Michael Myers. Yeah, I think it's like four. It was like different people, three or four different yeah. people throughout the filming of the Michael original Myers. 1978. Yeah. Nick Castle obviously gets the shape. Yeah, like he was a cameraman that they were like, "Hey, dude, can you like throw on this mask a couple of times <laughs> and like just like stand awkwardly behind a bush?" Like that to me. Is so beautiful in horror. Yeah, well, I feel like Nick Castle gets credit for like like the walk of my. He gets like the sh- yeah the, the shape. whole like the aura of him. Is most, and then like, most Tony of Moran was the only face face of Michael for Myers. Two seconds, and it's like yeah, like it gets pulled up real, and he looks like no offense, but like he looks kind of special. <laughs> like like it's, it it look it gives you very much like Jason, but Jason Voorhees wasn't created yet, yeah. but. Like today, when you compare like yeah. killer to killer, immediately like part of you thinks, like, what is wrong with his yeah, face? <laughs> it's like he's a little <laughs> off. He may appear, yeah, you know, but Tim Rankin, how, how his and face then, looks. And then but. you have you know uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, mm-hmm. where she was given like a couple hundred bucks to go find some clothes, and that's how she got her her outfits for <laughs> Halloween. You know. I did not know that. Yeah, she was given like money to just go pick out some clothes for this role. Top notch up. And then it catapulted her into this massive stardom to where in October of 2022, mm-hmm. we are all looking forward to our finality between Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode. Yeah. Versus Michael Myers. Yeah. That is how iconic this movie is. It's been 40 plus fucking years. Yeah. And they've done it to a sense that works for the fans. You might not love everything about it. I get that. Of course not. Yeah. But the fact that Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis herself, mm-hmm. and Nick Castle from the fucking originals yeah. are still participating and yeah. in, in Portraying their characters in the newest films, forty plus years later, pure fucking art. See, dude. one of my favorite characters from Halloween is who is it? Who is it? Doctor Sam Loomis. I did not think you were going to say Loomis. You know yeah. who I thought you were going to say, don't you? Who? PJ Souls. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, we uh, we got to meet PJ Souls. Yeah. So, uh, not to go off on another. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> convention tantrum here but the uh amazing pj souls um did uh totally <laughs> see what you did, see there? What did there uh she did totally sign some um uh pictures for us but also she uh graciously took a dual um uh selfie so to speak uh picture with me and jake yeah. uh this was this is a couple months before we even started to podcast but uh, she was the sweetest lady. And uh, I remember she was like, have you guys seen the new one yet? And I was like, yeah, I've seen it three times in theater. And she was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> like, that is a brutal movie. And I was like, um, excuse me, ma'am. But like the picture I just got signed of you is getting strangled by Michael Myers by a phone cord. <laughs> so I think I'm kind of fucked up in the head to begin with. But uh, PJ Souls was a sweetheart. But all right, so sorry to sorry to take you on this tangent. But um, what about Doctor Loomis um, in the original? Because I think in one and two, Doctor Loomis is like in his prime, and then they kind of go off with this this other thing. So we're talking about Halloween nineteen seventy eight, and what 
about Dr. Loomis in 1978 excites you so much because we've had extensive conversations about Dr. Loomis over the over the years of our friendship and uh just yeah let the fans know like what about Dr. Loomis excites you so much because it's like it's a legitimate fandom yeah i've always i think the fact that he's a doctor uh-huh. and likes to look at the psychological aspect of why Michael does what he does yeah or why he did what he did at that point yeah as a child in that point of reaching, I can't figure him out. Yeah. He is just pure evil. Yeah. Yeah. And then it turns from wanting to figure him out, you know, rehabilitate him if you can, to I need to save society. Yeah. From him. Yeah. And then just a path of him getting out of the institution, tracing him down to Haddonfield. The different people who interact with Loomis, who honestly, like Sheriff Brackett, don't believe him. Yeah, they they they're not big fans of Loomis's which, theories. Which I think, honestly, I wouldn't be either. And so, if, you, if I had some doctor coming to my little small town, yeah, where something happened years ago, yeah, this guy's been locked away, and you tell me now he's back all it of was a sudden. Fifteen years, yeah. from and lock I, up to. Yeah. Re- Escape. And I say he's back. Hold on. I'm not listening to that. <laughs> and then, like, the cool thing about Loomis is, like, he's just got a gun. He's, yeah. like, he's like, fuck it. I'll take care of it myself. Yeah. And like, rolling around with cops with a gun. And he honestly does a way better job than all of the cops combined in Haddonfield. Yeah. But the Haddonfield Sheriff's Department is trash. Yeah. He's best in Halloween one. Yes. And two. Yes. From then on, he's just portray it just some crazy old man yeah and I, I don't like that why they decided to do that I will never know you take someone who's a respected doctor, doctor in his who, profession who, who spent years working with Michael not Myers. only spent years of trying to figure out Michael Myers but once Michael Myers escaped he's in the forefront of trying to stop the monster like now nah, I'm not buying this. Yeah, then he just turns into this, you know, cuckoo old man. Who, yeah, too much. So, yeah. some people rumor that Dr. Loomis mm-hmm. is the same Sam Loomis from Psycho. What are your thoughts on that? Are you really, are you really doing that to me right now? Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, me and Jake... <clears throat> I had briefly talked about an idea for a, uh, a book or a movie <laughs> um, about the uh, incredible Dr. Loomis. You got to give him all the details. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to go into full detail. Okay. But I think you can tie Loomis, Sam Loomis, into... Here we go. Okay. We could start at Psycho. Okay. Halloween. Okay. And scream, okay. Because what's Billy's last name? Loomis. Okay. So, in my opinion, it could potentially be a grandson of the great Doctor Loomis that Billy Loomis is. Okay. So, so in short, Loomis from Halloween is the same Loomis from Psycho. Yes. Okay. It, it, it just you know I'm not saying it was intentionally done. Well, it obviously was, but but it, there's no way it wasn't. Yeah. Because also in Scream 2022. What was her name? Her last name was Carpenter. But what what, what, what was her first name? 
What was her first name? Wasn't it Sam? Sam Carpenter? Wasn't it Sam Loomis? Because no. she's Billy Loomis' well, daughter? Technically, she is a Loomis, but she her last name was Carpenter. I know, but wasn't it, wasn't her first name Sam? Yeah. So technically, But she, she was the daughter of Billy Loomis. So, telling she, so technically speaking, also Sam Loomis. all the way up until Scream 2022, they still made a tie to my man, Sam Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I think that like, in a sense, like horror fans that have been fans, whether it's since or just watch Psycho, mm-hmm. can use that and be like, fucking Sam Loomis. Yeah, Sam Loomis lives on forever. Sam Loomis lives on forever. So, how do you feel about the whole um, Boogeyman, uh, Michael Myers, in the original? Because as the years go on... Uh. Honestly, mm-hmm. as a humongous Halloween fan, mm-hmm. they take a big fat dookie mm-hmm. all over Michael Myers from the mask to the look to the kills from the. But fuck that. We're talking about Halloween 1978. What do you think that they did so differently in 1978 versus some of the other post three? Because three doesn't have Michael Myers in it. So four on mm-hmm. other than 18. The original series of Michael Myers. Where do you think they went so wrong with it? Was it with? I'll tell you where they went wrong. Okay. They went wrong. Trying to give so much backstory. Yes. I agree. I like. And I know they said in the original script, he was just referred to as the shape. The shape. Yep. Which is great to me. So good. The fact his name is Michael Myers. Irrelevant. Honestly, I could do without it. Yeah. Just refer to him as the shape or the boogeyman. Yeah. He personifies the idea of what a boogeyman would be. Yes. Someone who lurks, someone who's out to get you, that you cannot kill, you cannot get rid of. And why he's doing it, you have no idea. Yeah. So it's, it's just doing like just to do it. Yeah, it's it's the fear. It's ultimately the fear of the unknown. Yeah, it is. Where a lot of times they spend a lot of too much time building up backstories for these killers. Yeah. Whereas like the shape, who we know as Michael Myers yeah. over the years, yeah. if they could have just because honestly from. Uh, 1978, 2018 Halloween Kills. Mm-hmm. If they never mentioned his name, mm-hmm. it doesn't change the fact of what the fuck he's done. Yeah. Like, the Myers thing became a big thing after two, and then they went fucking weird with four and beyond. Yeah. There was like a coal, there was like a bunch of other stuff, but yeah. like the shape from 78 is way more terrifying. Then where it went with the original post two movies. Yeah. I like the idea of the shape just being just a Haddonfield legend. Yeah. And just leave it at that. I don't need to know his name, where he originated from, why he did what he did. But you honestly could tell the story. There was a, a young kid who killed his killed sister. His sister. Got put away, broke out one night on Halloween. Yeah. And merged some babysitters. Yeah. And just refer to him as the shape. The shape. Yeah. Because. Because that feeds into the whole boogeyman aspect. Yeah. Giving him 
a name gives him human qualities to me. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely. I mean, yeah. ultimately, from a Halloween fan, I want to punch you in the fucking face. Like, <laughs> right now on the podcast. Because you just made so much fucking sense. We're good. And we don't like sense. We just <laughs> we just like the idea of Michael Myers being the baddest motherfucker to ever exist. But ultimately, you're you're absolutely correct. So uh, in 1978, I think the, the the main reason why he was called the Boogeyman was from Tommy Doyle. Yeah, where he's like the Boogeyman's outside the Boogeyman. Yeah. Laurie Strode's like shut the fuck up, dude. Like go to bed, <laughs> you little kid, because. A kid that age would see a costume of that and be freaked out, especially if it's just standing across the street. That's terrifying. In a driveway, not trick or treating, just, just laid as shit. And like, you, and you know, he was looking right at Tommy. You know, yeah, he was like you know looking was. into his soul. You know, he was for like. A fact. I get that. And then, like, you know, he's got the kills. It's the babysitter thing. There's, like, you know, uh, he killed his sister who was supposed to be babysitting him. So you can, like, go on all these stupid fucking tangents. But I, I ultimately, I think, unfortunately, this fucking Friday the 13th fan over here mm-hmm. is right. Like, you need to give Michael Myers slightly less, and it would make him so much more. Because when they started tying in the sister thing with Laurie Strode and all of that stuff, like it almost loses its appeal because then he's just like a pissed off brother after his sister, and that's why he killed the the other babysitters. Yeah. So to me, bringing in the whole Laurie Strode brother sister thing, it makes no sense. One. Yeah. But two. I preferred him just being just on the loose, just killing for no reason. Yeah, there doesn't always have to be a motive. Yeah. Which makes these monsters much more terrifying. I feel like that, to me, is what would separate someone from being like a serial killer who's like targeting certain like people. specifics. Be- yeah. Yeah. Or just a legit monster. <laughs> like just a bit Who a is just beast. killing just to kill. Yeah. No reason behind that. That is why I have clung on to, with my dear fucking life, mm-hmm. Halloween, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills. I have, I, have, I have gravitated to that so hard. What do you mean? Because they completely got rid of the idea that it was a sister thing. Even though the Karen mm-hmm. in Halloween Kills... Mm-hmm. Thinks that it's after her mother. Mm-hmm. It was certain that was the reason yeah. that Michael Myers, which even came close exactly to the Strokes, which goes back to the original thought of there's no reason behind yes. this. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The reason why I cling on so hardly and I'll let a lot of shit slide in mm-hmm. these this new era of Halloween is because he is ultimately just a killing machine with no motive, no reason, no nothing. He's just a fucking beast that stabs you in the neck with a light bulb. But you know, in Halloween ends, we're going to get a reason. Listen, just so you know, listen, it's going to be a reason. Listen, listen, Linda. All right. I, I I know they're going to try to do some bullshit. In Halloween ends. We talked about it. We had our ideas. If you guys go back a couple of episodes, we definitely went on like a 45 minute, uh, both of us tangenting on uh, what we think is going to happen on Halloween ends. Um, But the 78 Michael Myers to a guy like myself is the most terrifying and well done 
monster or horror villain of all time. Okay. Because Michael Myers has his mom, or sorry, uh, Jason Voorhees has his mom. Freddy Krueger has his past. Candyman has his past. You know, you think of the scream, there's multiple, so you can't even consider him a single entity. You know, Michael Myers, if they would have just fucking stuck with the, like, original vibe, which is what they're doing now, which is cool, but... Like, I honestly feel like he is the most terrifying monster of the batch because, I mean, if you're not in Haddonfield, like, you don't technically have to worry. But, like, if you're in Haddonfield, like, watch the fuck out because if you're in his path to get to his house, which I'm sure we'll figure out in Halloween Ends, what the hell that's all about, I don't care. I, I love... Michael Myers. The fact that it's a William Shatner mask with eye holes cut out deeper, spray painted white. Like, everything about what they did in 78 just blows my mind. Because unless you're like a super horror fan, the Michael Myers mask is the Michael Myers mask. You will never expect that it's a William Shatner mask from Star Trek that they just changed. I always wondered they if, modified. if William Shatner gets royalties from that at all. Probably not. Probably because not, but te- technically, it's, it's, it's his face. Technically speaking, if they didn't alter it, I think it could be. But like, here's the thing, though. <laughs> Once someone tells you that's William Shatner's face, yeah. you can't unsee that. You can't. So it is his face still. It is still you his face. You may alter the eyes and the the like sideburns whatever yeah, but yeah. it's they, still his face what they like cut the sideburns off yeah. and then cut his eyes yeah. out in yeah. essence it's still his face yeah so like if i was you know there's that i'd be banged on their doors heavy <laughs> backpack you owe me right now. so i just saw this funny uh it was either a meme or like a tiktok or something but it was uh that scene from i think baby driver mm-hmm. where it's like uh i told you to get michael myers masks and it's like Mike Myers, uh-huh. like like the guy that plays Shrek. Yeah, and it's like I told you to get a Mike Myers mask. He's like, this is a Mike Myers mask. And he's like, a Halloween mask. He's like, this is a Halloween mask. And he's like, no, from Halloween. He's like, you mean the hockey mask? And they're like, no, the fucking mask from Michael Myers Halloween. It's really, it's a really funny scene, but. Uh, a lot of people get those uh, 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 Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers. Even one time I saw an interview with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis where she's like, where the, the, the guy interviewing her was like, do you get scared every time you see a hockey mask? And she just cuts a look at him like, are you fucking dumb? Like, are you seriously asking <laughs> me that question right now? Um, what do you think, if you could change one thing about 78, Halloween. What would what would you do, or is it or is it just good enough? If I could change one thing, honestly, let's see. I really don't think I would change anything. I feel like the movie from start to finish, it develops the characters well. Yeah, you get attached to all the characters. Yeah. And when it comes to that point where Lori and Michael face off with each other, that whole scene in the house is amazing. It's perfect. Yeah. I feel like there's not much to change from that. And what's crazy enough is, even though it ends with Loomis 
shooting Michael mm-hmm. off the balcony. Yep. Him looking out, him not being there. Yeah. The way that movie ends, that could have been just one movie. Yeah. It didn't even re- require a sequel. That is the beauty in that movie. Yeah. You know, there's like, you know, uh, they talked about it on Friday the 13th, like the guy popping out of the, like the, the kid Jason popping yeah. out of the, the lake and everything. But you're, you're, you know, thank you being a Friday the 13th fan. But it's true because when Lori and Loomis were talking and then Lori asked, is that the boogeyman? Yeah. And he confirms that it is. The fact that you look down and he's not there makes total sense. Yes. He's the boogeyman. He's the boogeyman. You can't kill the boogeyman. You cannot kill the boogeyman. You can't. So, all right. I agree with you, obviously. I mean, you're wearing the the boogeyman shirt right now. The boogeyman followed me home. The boogeyman followed me home. I'm pretty sure you bought that in Kentucky when we were at the convention. And you were super stoked on it. Which, me being a Halloween fan, I was like, yes. My Friday the 13th guy understands. Um, so I'm going to ask you first, okay. uh, on a scale from 1 to 10, rating Halloween's 1978 by John Carpenter, where would you rate this movie? Nine and a half. Okay. We are on 100% agreement on that. Okay. I will never give anything a perfect 10 because I haven't seen every movie ever. I mean, the only perfect 10 I've ever seen is, you know, no. Jason Tate. You didn't even give that a perfect 10. I yeah, I did. Did yeah, All right. I'll have to go back on the footage and, and that didn't explain why. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I do give Halloween 1978 myself being a big, 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 big Halloween fan. Uh, this mask right here is technically his, but it's always above my head, so it looks like it's mine. Um, uh, I give all right, fine. I give Halloween 1978 a 9.75. Um, it it made me the horror fan I am today. It was the first horror tattoo. Um, uh, that that I decided to do on my horror sleeve. Um, Michael Myers himself. Uh, when I dress up like him, so there was this one time. Sorry, a little tangent here, but I used to work at a coffee shop, mm-hmm. and uh, it was uh, it was Halloween day during the week uh, where I was working. So I said, you know what, fuck it, let me throw on my jumpsuit, my boots, and my fucking Michael Myers yeah. mask, right? So, you know, it's it's every bit of 845 degrees inside of that mask. And, you know, I'm working around these espresso machines and these 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 coffee pots. It's fuck, it's so hot, right? But I decided, uh, as a true fan, we've talked about this at conventions. Like, yeah, stay in fucking character if you're deciding to dress up yeah. as a person, right? I agree, yeah. So, the big thing about pulling off a Michael Myers costume is minimal movements with maximum effect. So, most adults that see you in a Michael Myers costume that have seen Halloween are going to be fucking terrified of you if you do two steps. One, don't move. Two, if you decide to move, it's a simple head tilt. It freaks them out. I had multiple grown-ass customers that day decide to leave without, without their beverages almost. Yeah. Because they were so terrified by my portrayal of Michael Myers. Now, I am six foot two. Mm. Back then, I was a little bit thinner. Mm. So, I pulled off the Michael Myers look. I could probably catch you back then, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, all the years I've dressed up until my mask got ruined, um, this exact same mask, we bought it from the same company. Um, it really it resonates through adults. Kids will walk right up to you. Like, kids today don't know who the fuck Michael Myers is. But anybody from, like, I'd say, like, 17 to, like, 
50 yeah. is like, I don't, I don't really like this guy right now because he is portraying Michael Myers so well. Yeah, that's kind of like when I would dress up as Jason for Halloween. Yeah. So, like, I would just stand. <laughs> there's a, con- uh, I guess a shopping center right behind the apartment, obviously. Yeah. I would stand at one end. And just like just the king, how I like the breathing, the breathing, and just stand there, <laughs> never speak, yeah, never move, yeah. So people are walking because you're at the end; they have to walk past you, yeah. And they're walking towards you, and then the main thing with King Harper besides the breathing is turning your head before you turn your body, yeah. Fucks them up, <laughs> yeah, dude. If you simply are like you know wearing, you know, you got the mask, got the jumper, got the boots, got the blade. If you so choose, if you just look at them, right? That's it. Yeah, That's all but, it takes is Michael Myers. The second you start to talk, you can't, or you start to like motion. To, you you can't. Yeah, you can't. It takes all the fear away. All of it. All of it. Yeah. So like when I I was trick or treating with my nephew, uh-huh. right, and he was dressed up as like a ninja. Mm-hmm. I was dressed up as Michael Myers. My sister was like a, I don't know, scarecrow or something, right? And adults were running from me. Because even when I was walking around with my family, I had the Michael Myers just stride. Mm. That real cool, calm, collective stride. And then when you look at me, I don't speed up, but I will follow you until you forget (laughs) that I'm following you and I'm just behind you. It's great. It's the greatest feeling in the world as a horror fan to pull off. Your villain's vibe. Yeah, even, it truly is. Even like at like conventions, like we were at the Stu's party. Yeah, the dude who was Michael Myers, the table right in front of us. Yeah, I was listening to make sure he wasn't talking. Yeah, he never talked one time. He never spoke. He did a pretty good job because. But he had the hole in his mask. So he could still drink his beer. He was still though. drinking his beer. Yeah. <laughs> but he would just move real slow. Yeah. And, and listen to her, then lean back in. He never talked. And not to mention, never he took was, his mask he off. He was with some just like nine and a half out of tens. Yeah. And the dude never reacted. To never him. reacted. It was, it was, I wanted to high five him, but he was in character. Yeah. He wouldn't have reacted to it either. He I just, loved He it. would just turn and look at you. Yeah. He would yeah. just turn and look at me. Yeah. And I would have given him mad props. Yeah. Because anybody that can pull off a Michael Myers look, to me, yeah. gets hella points. Now, we both know that at the same time as we give you praise yeah. for looking good at conventions, yeah. we will rip your costume apart yeah, at conventions. There were a bunch of Jasons out there. There were a bunch, and some Michaels out there that yeah. I was just not a fan of. Not good. Hey. Not, also, Scarecrows, they're, you know underestimated for being kind of scary shut up stop it you don't think so no i don't think a scarecrow is scary at all a scarecrow is scary at all so i used to have a dream as a kid oh my god the jake dreams (laughs) (laughs) so in my backyard there'd be a scarecrow and my neighbor next door his name was jack Uh playing golf all the time Mm -hmm. he would occasionally hit balls into our yard obviously i'd get them as a kid and toss them back over to his yard i'd give them back to him in my dream, he's out like midnight. Yeah. Hitting fucking golf balls. <laughs> I look out the window. I see the golf balls going over. Yeah. And there's a scarecrow in our backyard for some reason. <laughs> and I would look. And if I look up out there, one part of the scarecrow is coming off the pole. So I look and there's, uh, there's one arm hanging yeah, down. Yeah. 
I looked, second arm's down. That's you know a leg is off. You know the second leg was off. That's you know he's gone completely. And I went outside. And I remember he would always he would rush up behind me and grab me. The scarecrow. The scarecrow, yeah. Ooh. And he looked like the scarecrow from from Batman the animated series. Because <laughs> I was a kid. Oh so yeah, I, I was a yeah. Kid, so yeah. So that would have been in your head. Yeah. yeah. And he picks me up and puts <laughs> me up on the pole. And as he's touching me, it's like, uh, hey, hey, it's like going. So it's like that scary story you yeah, tell in the dark. Similar to that, yeah. When that kid gets yeah. turned into basically a fucking scarecrow, he's now putting me up on the pole, and you're becoming the scarecrow. And as I'm looking at him, I'm becoming a scarecrow, and he looks like me. And then he goes, what? And he goes back into the house. And then the I, I wake up. The fact we've heard multiple of Jake's uh, nightmares <laughs> as uh, these episodes have gone on. The fact that you are so willing to be this into horror and like just like devote so much life to this scary yeah. side of shit, it blows my mind. As a kid, I'd have the most intense nightmares. That's great. I mean, I've heard like three of them. I now. would wake up just like sweating and just like in just panics all the time. Dude, my mom always told me because you're watching things you shouldn't be watching. Yeah, that she probably had on the TV. I'm thinking in retrospect, well, turn it off then. Yeah, your mom sounds like... Don't let like, me watch it. You know, I've heard all these stories about your mom and yeah. it sounds like she's like the dopest horror mom yeah. of all time. But yeah, as a kid, that's going to fuck you up. Yeah, so <laughs> you see me, turn it off. Yeah, turn it off. All right, buddy. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a couple of trivia questions before the episode's over here because I think that's a fun thing to do here at the end. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, so we can embarrass ourselves on the microphones right before we get off. All right, good. What 2016 M Night Shyamalan film Yikes. is about a kidnapper with 23 different personalities who's about to unleash the 24th? Uh, split. Good job. Okay. Second question. What was the profession of the main heroine from the 1981 werewolf film, The Howling? Um, news reporter. Two for Is two. Is that right? Two oh, shit. Two. Okay. Two for two. All right. Your turn. Okay. What 2014 film is based on a Hasbro board game? Uh, I believe that is what is Ouija. That is correct. All right. Or some people say Ouija. Ouija? It's weird, <laughs> Ouija. but okay. Ouija. What 2009 film followed a family who adopted a girl named Esther? It's easy. Who wasn't what she seemed. I do believe that would be The Orphan. Yeah. So have you heard they're doing a, they're pre- making a prequel? making a prequel. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there was some news story that happened like in real life. That yeah, story? The family adopted some chick, or they thought it was a girl who was like a grown woman, mm-hmm. or at least. A teenager, at least, I think. Yeah, yeah. But then she claims she's not, and blah, blah, blah. That's terrifying. That is, I mean, <laughs> if you guys have ever watched The Orphan. Whoa. Yeah. That movie is crazy. And I'm very excited to see the original. Isn't it the original actress? Is it? I think so. I don't know. I think she's reprising I mean, a role in it. She's a little old now, isn't she? Yeah, but I think she's somehow in it. No pun intended. No pun intended. Um... All right, anything else you want to add to the Halloween 1978 episode? I got one last question, actually. What's up, buddy? What's your favorite kill from this movie? My favorite kill from Halloween 1978 is the... 
Uh, it's kind of an easy one. The boyfriend that gets uh, stabbed uh, and hung okay. as a decoration. Okay, yeah. What's yours? Mine is when, I think it was Annie, uh-huh. is killed in her car. Yeah. Just that super terrible dead face she makes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and just her getting in the car and then noticing it's fogged up from the inside. Mm-hmm. And the second she touches that window, she's like, She'd know it's like it's like she knows she's fucked. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh yeah. damn it, I, I messed up. That's here. probably my favorite one. All right, well, thank you guys, all you fans out there, for listening into my favorite horror movie of all time. Yeah, um, this was a fun one to do. Um, thank you to all of our fans and supporters out there supporting us every single week. Remember, you can find our content on YouTube. Make sure to like and subscribe if you're new to the channel and you made it this far in the video. And you hadn't liked and subscribed yet off of Jake's recommendation earlier. Um, thank oh, you. Oh, well, you made it this far, though. <laughs> thank you to uh, all the listeners on Spotify. Thank you guys so much for listening in. We appreciate you guys. Um, make sure to check out our Instagram, J Squared Horror Podcast. Our um, link tree is in the bio where we release new content every single Thursday. A uh, big shout out to our main supporters, Jeff Balance, who did all of the design work. Um, after every video now, we uh, release a new um, image, uh, our logo, so to speak. It is on the back of our new order of t-shirts. It is. The shirt you have on right now. The, sh- the shirt I have on right now. Um, I c- yeah, I'm not going to turn around. Um, for all of you local fans, remember this Upcoming Saturday. So once this re- video is released, you have Thursday. What would that be? Two days? Two days. Yes. Two days. And we will be doing a live and in-person 80s horror trivia day. It's from 2 to 4 p.m. at Pale Horse Summit Points location in Greenbrier. Um, we will have all of our t-shirts available then. On the front is our typical J-squared horror logo, and on the back is our hip-to-be-squared logo that this guy right here created in his head, and then our designer, Jeff Balance, knocked out of the park. The music that is on our intro and our outro is by Lucky Riggs. Thank you, Lucky, for doing all the music for us. We appreciate it greatly. That hip-to-be-squared slash hip-to-be-square Huey Lewis and the News song that we have after every episode uh it's kind of mind-blowing how great it is so thank you so much for doing that um thank you guys for tuning in every week my name is josh and i'm jake thank you guys for tuning into the j squared horror podcast and remember it's hip to be squared